Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about Toad's deafening cries? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh, wow! Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I'm all right. Hanging out, hanging in there, hanging up. Uh, I, I saw the worst news the other day. Oh no, what happened? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure the world has seen it. Did you hear that Regis Philbin died? Yes, I'm so sad. And also a little bit mad because, okay, I get like all my celebrity death news via Twitter, right? Okay. And nobody said shit about Regis Philbin dying. What? Ain't nobody said anything. Like, he was not in the trending topics at all. And well, I... Well, I will say, like, his his death was kind of quiet. Because, like, yeah. he had died, and then his family just kind of came out, like, the next day. I mean, it wasn't even, like, a big, like, God, oh, news reporting! Like, his family was just like, hey, like, he died. And everybody was like, damn. And it was just kind of quiet. Though. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I guess celebrities have the right for their deaths to not be, you know, a public matter, but well, yeah. at the same time, I wanted to know my boy Regis's past. So, Regis Philbin, I don't honestly know that well. Like, to me, he's who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, I, I, fu- right? I loved that show when I was a kid. I watched it day in, day out, over and over. Yeah. Like, I, I had always heard of Regis and Kathy Lee, and I know... Yeah. Regis and Kelly, you know, uh-huh. but I didn't ever watch that really. Right. So to me, to me, he's who wants to be a millionaire. And that's kind of all I know him from. And I just like know the name, you know, mm-hmm. but for a lot of people, he has been like a face of TV, like day in and day out for like 40 years. Isn't that yeah. crazy? It's so long. Like, like to some people he was. He was like their daily life. Yeah. Like for a media giant, his passing was strangely quiet. Yeah. And he, I mean, to me, wasn't even really all that old. He was uh, 88, I think I saw. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's all how you look at it, you know, but yeah. I was like, 88, he should live to like 5 million. I hope I die at 72. <laughs> 72? That's where I want to go. Why? What's up with that? You know what? Um, My granddad always said, <laughs> this is weird, but <clears throat> when I was growing up, my granddad would always be like, I'm going to die when I'm 72. Okay. Because like his dad had died at 72 and his dad's dad had died at 72. And so he was just like set on it. Like I will die at 72. Okay. And 72 came and went. I think granddad lived to be fucking 97. I don't know how old granddad was. 92. I yeah. feel bad that I don't know how old my granddad was when he died, but <laughs> uh, he he lived way past the mark. But anyway, it's just always been in my head that like 72 is not a bad age to go because you're not like really old yet, you know, like shit's probably yeah. still mostly in working order. 
I mean, I guess for back then, but think about where we're going in the future. That's going to be like, like nothing, you know? Well, it like, depends psh, on what happens in the next four well, years in the United States, I think. But well, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I want to hit a hundred. Ugh, that's that so... Is, that is like a clean, crisp number. You're going to you know? be one of those like 107-year-old guys and they're going to be like, what's your secret? And you're going to be like, 12 Dr. Peppers a day. No, I'm going to be like... Like, like the day before I'm 101, I'll be like, no, I can't go that far. <laughs> I said <laughs> 100. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's, that's what Bob Hope did. <clears throat> Bob Hope was like, I want to be 100. And he died like the day or the day after he hit 100 or something. That's nuts. Something like that. And I, I was like, I just always thought that was cool. But also I was like, you know what? That is a good number. It's nice and round. 10 squared yeah so uh so he was born may 29th 1903 and he died july 27th 2003 so like two months later but he made it to 100 isn't that wild (laughs) think about what you can say (laughs) like i've seen a full century of time and here's how things have changed yeah that's 25 presidents we went from street sharks to whatever the fuck is going on in the world 80 something years from now you know yeah i don't know i see these celebrities that are in like their 80s and for some reason i'm like nah nah that's still young that's still young you still got tons of time yeah you're not old yet like ted danson how old is he he's like white haired now and i'm still like he's got like 30 more years in him but that's like saying oh steve martin's gray haired he's been gray haired since he was like 20 that's true i feel like ted is not that old he's just had gray for a long time Oh, he's 72. <gasps> Ted Danson shares my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this. This isn't really a game, but we got to play like a little mini game real quick. Okay. So because you just did that, me and Taylor were going through who shares our birthdays, right? Oh, yeah. So we were going who who, who shares our birthdays and I was the winner. Okay. Okay. I was the fucking winner at first. So. <laughs> All right. Like, we were going through stuff, so so we all know Desi shares one with Shaq. Yes. Which is oh, pretty, oh my God. pretty fucking and cool. We also, like, almost met Shaq. This is not as interesting as if we had met Shaq, I understand. But at the same time, like, we worked at Dillard's. Oh, in... I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to say that it was on her birthday, which would have also been Shaq's birthday. Yeah. but But, like... He came to shop at Dillard's while we were on our lunch break, our 30 minute lunch break, the one like window of heaven we get in retail hell. <laughs> and we come back and they were like, Shaq was just here. He just left. I do remember that. I've never seen a woman crumple to the floor <laughs> so hard. <laughs> she was inconsolable. I mean, that would have been too perfect. Uh, you know? Yeah. But so we were going through the stuff. So. Taylor goes, well, you got Luke Bryan. And I was like, I don't like Luke Bryan. Do you even know who that is? I have no idea who that is. He's he's one of the country singers of today. Okay. So, you know, like, not that great. I have Carrie Fisher's daughter, which is cool. Fuck yeah. Billy, Billy Lord. Lord. That's, that's, that's fun and dandy. I've got Donald Sutherland, right? Yeah. But then I was the winner, man, because I got... David Hasselhoff. Oh, man. (laughs) That's pretty good. I got the Hasselhoff. And then 
we go look up Taylor's. So I don't know how big a fan you are of his, but we super love him. So we were going through hers, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, she's got Dylan O'Brien. Ferdin knows him from, um, fuck, what's it called? Uh, Teen Wolf, right? Uh, okay. I was like, yeah, that's something. She's got Melissa McCarthy, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin. I love C- Macaulay Culkin. Chris Pine. What? You know Chris Pine. I know Chris Pine. Okay. Chris Pine's the bomb, right? Oh, yeah. And then we were like, damn, you win because you can't top this one. Like, the Hasselhoff is great, but she has John Mulaney. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, you share a birthday with John Mulaney? Lucky Done. You. you win. You win. Life is over. Yeah, that's pretty good. But Ted Danson's not a bad one. Becker's that's pretty awesome. Good. I'm, I'm satisfied with that. Becker's a good one. I love him. So, uh, anyway, I've been watching a lot of stuff about people talking about Regis. Uh-huh. And I didn't know how big a pillar he truly was in, like, the entertainment space. He's been in entertainment for his whole fucking life, dude. Like, yeah. forever. I actually was watching a thing with him, and they were like, so, is there anything you would like to tell people? Like, any, like, words of wisdom? And he's like, no, just just be you. Do your thing. He's like, when I would go on live every morning, he's like, I would make sure that every night I would do something. I don't know. I'd go outside and go try to see something. I would see a movie. I would do this. I would do something so that I had something to talk about the next day. You know how much dedication that is? Because apparently That's... he like almost never missed a show recording that daily Man. for like 30 years. Ugh, that's wild. That's a lot of work. It is. So, to all the super big Regis Philbin fans, it's so sad to see him passing. Let's pour one out for our homeboy Regis. Yeah. Truly reach out to his family. I hope the best for them. But what have you been doing? What well, have you been I've doing? been uh, doing a whole lot of nothing, honestly. Just working, getting ready for hockey season. Hockey starts this week. I'm so thrilled. Oh, so sports is going to happen? Sports is going to happen. They're going to let it happen? They're going to let it happen. So they put all the hockey players in a bubble. You want to hear something fucking funny? They put all of the hockey players and all their staff in a bubble. And, like, they're not allowed to leave the hotel because, you know, they're going to go get COVID or whatever. So they have them all staying in what's essentially a a bubble. And they got all of the people that they needed in there, except the referees okay. <laughs> they forgot about the referees <laughs> oh my and God. none of the referees thought to be like hey do you want to put us in quarantine too <laughs> so, yeah i'm like what are y'all gonna do but they had like uh like some of the coaches <laughs> suiting up in ref gear which i think is okay really funny because most of them are like older players and one of them actually was uh, an older stars player who his like whole play style was to get in people's face and like tell them that he fucked their mother in whatever language that they spoke. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Um, well, see, so now I'm sitting here thinking, why would you want a coach to ref? Because he's just going to call things that are good for his team. I know. So they have, uh, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, It's how do you forget the referees? How does that happen? Can I ask a question about refs real quick? Yes. Cause I'm not sure. So how does a ref work? That, like, do you have to find somebody that is, like, 
truly impartial to the game. It's like, I don't even fucking like hockey, so I call it the way I see it because I don't care one way or the other. <laughs> no, you have to find somebody who super loves hockey because they care about the game and not the players. Okay, okay. So, so, so you have to find somebody that has no allegiance but to the game itself. Yes, that's exactly it. Like, I mean, refs they love no train teams. to be referees okay. for hockey. They're not... Yeah. They're not just like, you know, a janitor in their spare time and then also a referee. Well, yeah, but I'm like, how, if you, if you love the game that much, don't you think it would be hard sometimes to separate out a love for like a fandom, you know? I don't think so. I mean, if, if you want it, if you want to see it succeed, you got to be impartial. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an analogy that would apply to your life, like with video games or with movies or something. Oh my God. I mean, I mean, I get it, but because I mean, like, I can be, I can be impartial to movies, right? Yeah. And sometimes it is hard to break out of like, well, but I like this, you know, instead of going, well, what is like the general consensus, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I can see it, but I just, I've never been big into sports. I've never really looked at how referees really work. Yeah. And I'm like, are they just people that go like, I only care for the game. Don't like nothing else. <laughs> it's like I a movie everybody. critic, but if movie critics were not based on opinion, I don't know. This is a bad analogy. I was going to say, because a movie critic sole purpose is to go, I hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. Like they never like anything because people don't want to read. Oh, I like this. You know, it's true. Yeah. They, they want to read, ooh, he said he hated this because of that. Oh my God. He had a real spicy take on it. But I've just kind of always wondered, because I know that, like, you, like, train specifically to be a ref. Yeah. But then I was like, well, I don't know. If I liked baseball enough, wouldn't I want to not be a baseball ref? Because then I'd be like, well, I want the underdog team to win. Like, how do you distance <laughs> yourself, you know? I mean, it's been, they there's been, like, referee strikes before within the sports world. So, like, uh-huh. they had to get amateur referees and... It's absolutely clear, like when yeah. when a referee doesn't fucking know what they're doing because they they can't call it a field goal or not, you know. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, dude, I was trained in flag football, not real football. I mean, I think it went through the posts. Did it go over top of the bar? I don't know. Oh my god. I couldn't even imagine seeing that and being like, "What do you mean you don't know if that's a touchdown? <laughs> Is it past the line? Oh, I don't know. I don't know." <laughs> It just seems ridiculous. Um, well, I'm happy that that at least something is coming back like that because I don't know of any other sport coming back. Well, you know, so baseball is back, but also I don't think they're in, in a bubble like like hockey is, and so a whole bunch of people are getting sick, and they're probably going to have to call off baseball now. Uh, yeah, which I don't give a shit because baseball sucks. Fight me on it, but um, yeah. Okay, so if you ever notice that there are like sports that are great to see in person, horrible to watch on TV, or great to watch on TV, but horrible to see live, you know? Yes and no. I I don't know, because football and hockey, to me, are both really fun to watch on TV and live. Okay. Whereas baseball is a fucking snooze fest either way. Like, see, I like every baseball game that I've been to, I have fun. I just like the hot dogs. But watching it on TV, I'm like, oh my god. It's the worst. And the announcers do nothing. Maybe that's why it's much more fun in person, because you get, like, the atmosphere, and you get, like, the crowd 
like games that they do with like the jumbo the races and, and stuff shit. you know yeah like like there's just more going on to like interact you than just like and he threw the ball yeah good job good you know? job if they had if they had announcers for baseball like they do for soccer maybe things would be an improvement <laughs> he got a home run Oh! <laughs> or are you saying there needs to be more uh, pitches thrown into pigeons? Oh no, 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 no! I don't want. Do you any remember of that. when that happened? Absolutely, it's <laughs> awful. It's the wildest. That's when the world fucking turned inside out. God. Like that—that's the day that we split universes, and we're in the you bad think one that's now. That's the day. That's the day. That's the moment it happened. They <laughs> we hit that pigeon, and something they were went like, wrong. This is the most like statistically impossible thing to happen and then it happened and the world just like split collapsed in on itself oh man i didn't even realize that we saw the history happen and didn't even realize it we sure did it was the day the yogurt took over (laughs) well that's super cool i didn't i mean i really haven't been keeping up with any kind of news so i didn't even know hockey was coming back that's that's interesting to hear it's gonna bring some structure back to my life good um, I have been trying to play some games. Oh, I, um, actually just replayed the, like, Uncharted 4 DLC game, Lost Legacy. Oh, yeah. I was like, because I'd only played it the one time, like, the years and years ago, and I was like, I should play that one again. It's been a while. And I've never played it on, like, a new 4K HDR TV before. Okay. Taylor was in there like, this game is pretty and i was like i know <laughs> it looks amazing right and so it's it's like a five hour game like it's super short but because it was a dlc that oh, wound yeah, up so being pretty small bigger than than it was supposed to be yeah i mean it was supposed to be like two and it wound up being like double the size you know yeah um the game's fucking good like you can see so much of where the Last of Us 2 kind of comes from that. Yeah. It's got this, like, dual uh, female protagonist thing going on, Ooh. right? Because this one ditches all the guys, and it focuses on two of the girls from past games, and they're the focus of this one. Nice. You know? I like it more than almost every normal Uncharted game. Really? It's really good. That's a big statement. I The ending to that one, like, the whole last chapter is so just adrenaline filled i was like this is like the greatest why don't why 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 don't i play this more this is fantastic (laughs) i like played the ending three times in a row it was just so good nice um but that's pretty much all i've been doing i was replaying that and i think we're actually gonna start uh i was i was actually thinking of doing this and then taylor just randomly like brings it up she was like, hey, do you want to play Heavy Rain, then Beyond Two Ooh. Souls, and then Detroit? Kind of like oh, back man. to back. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sure. Let's do it. That sounds She's like, like where time. do you want to start? And I was like, well, the order you said, we'll go with Heavy Rain. Because that's like the first one that was really good. Yes. We'll do Beyond just because we have to, I guess. So Beyond Two Souls, that was the uh, Ellen Page game, right? Yes. Ferdin um, really liked that game from what I remember. But, like, the world did not. It got, like, horrible reviews. 
Yeah, I remember it getting shit on pretty hard, but I mean, yeah. just a quick Google, Steam has it a 9 out of 10, and that's close to 2,000 reviews. See? There you go. And then Detroit, because there's zero reason that I should have not played this yet. Yeah, I, I feel like I need to I need to play that game. Like, Ferdin loves it. He played it, like, day one. I think he borrowed my copy to play. Oh, really? At first. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to play it yet. Here you go. And he cranked it out real fast. Uh, Ismail said how much that he liked it in our stream that we did. And it's based off a car, one of my favorite little short videos. So I was like, why have I not played this? I should have played this by now. Yeah, let me know when you play it, and I'll try to play it at the same time. Okay. So I was telling her, how do you want to do it? Like, go back and forth, like, between, like, when character segments happen? Do you want to, like... You play till you die. Like, how do we want to do this? Or do you just want to, like, take Heavy Rain on your own? Because I've already played it. Yeah. And just see how your adventure unfolds. And she's like, I don't know now. And now there's too many choices. <laughs> so when we figure it out, I'll let you know. Okay. God, Heavy Rain's so good. Ugh. No, I just want to play that I again. Know. Um, you, know, you know what? I didn't get an answer to this. I need to look it up again. I was trying to see if Heavy Rain... PS4. I was trying to see if it had the Taxidermist DLC. Oh, yeah. It does not. Boo. Okay. I, I was going to have Taylor play that one. I didn't play that. I saw... I think I watched you play through it, but I did not. Okay. So, I'd already beaten the game, right? Yeah. And then they were going to release five DLC stories. Five? They were going to release five. Part one came out, the Taxidermist, and then... I guess just like people weren't feeling it, so they canceled the other four. Oh man! Right. So who knows what else we could have had that would have been that amazing? <sighs> I loved it, and I brought Ferdin over, and I was like, "Play this," and he played the taxidermist thing, and he replayed that short section <laughs> for like eight hours straight, trying oh to get God. all nine endings. Like he. He loved it so much. Jesus. And I was like, play the real game now. And he loves the, you know, the full game too. So mm-hmm. I I feel like if, if Heavy Rain's something that you're not sure about, the taxidermist is just short enough to kind of give you the idea. Absolutely. To kind of be done with it. And it stinks that it's not in the, the PS4 remaster, so. Yeah, I'm shocked actually. But, um... I wanted to get into something with you today based on an interaction that I had this morning. All right. So, I don't know. I was just sitting there, minding my own business, and Taylor's sitting there, Jinx walks up, and I just, I don't know, I looked at Jinx and I was just like, I hear a bazooki. (laughs) And Taylor was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I was like, that's from 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, okay. And she was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she's never seen that, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, she's never seen it. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, you hadn't seen it. I was like, so there's no way you would know this deleted scene thing. <laughs> and it got me into this, like, whole tangent on, like, right around when that movie came out. So that was, like, 2005. Yeah. So I was like 15 then, right? Uh-huh. In those in those teen times, there was like a, a like particular type of movie that was coming out. <laughs> the teen times. And I was like, 
Was there a movie, like, from your teens that you just wore out to no end that, like, shaped words you say and, like, vocabularies that you do, like, to this day? And she was like, Step Brothers, 100%. Really? Yeah. And I was like, for me, 40-Year-Old Virgin was one of them. I would watch the deleted scenes on that DVD as much as the real movie. Why? I wore that movie out. It's the best movie. Do you like that movie? It's all right. It's a pretty good movie. But I was watching it and I was like, wow. Paul Rudd looks young now. That movie came out in 2005. He looks like the inverse of time. <laughs> He's like a child. He is. I don't understand that man. I know. He ages like. Uh, what's. You know how like dogs, they're seven years old, but they're really like 40 years old? Yeah. He's like the He's... opposite of that. Yeah, so every, like, seven years is one year for him. He's a reverse dog, which is God. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) We've cracked the case. I showed Taylor um, that that little deleted scene, and she was like, that was dumb. And I was like, I know, but it's funny. (laughs) And so I haven't seen that movie in... I don't know, 10 years or more. And I look at Jinx and just spit out, I hear a bazooki, like this <laughs> random deleted scene quote from how long ago? Just like crawled its way out from your lizard brain. Yeah, it's like burned inside me. Just like, you know, so she said step stepbrothers and I just go fucking Catalina wine mixer, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so then I say that and then I'm like, great white buffalo. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that movie. Great White Buffalo. I was like, what about... Yeah, see? You can't say it and not say it back. And I said it to her, and she didn't say it back. Ugh. But she's like, I've seen that movie like the one time, and it was good. She remembered a totally different part. She goes, oh, I love that movie. I feel pregnant. And that's the part that Taylor remembered. And I'm sitting here like, Great White Buffalo. You know? Yeah. And so it got me thinking about... In your teens is when you kind of like really just wear a movie out because you're kind of just in that zone you know? right i was thinking about all the movies that i did that to and there was kind of like a like a whole genre there uh-huh and i guess it i guess it would be like the judd apatow stuff right but that's when that stuff was like brand new and no movies were like that at the time you know i don't know that that's true <laughs> really so Explain to me what you mean when there's no movies like these. I think they were some of the first to be, like, as dirty as they were for being, like, a dumb movie like that. I know, like, National Lampoon kind of hit that point sometimes. Uh-huh. But, like, I think Adam Sandler was, like, the dumb movie, you know? Yeah. And those movies are not dirty. Then you get, like... 40 year old virgin and it just like took it to another level it it was just as like silly and stupid but it was like much more adult if that makes sense i guess you know (laughs) so what about american pie does that fall in that same vein you know i've never really seen it all the way through okay so i think (laughs) i think that i don't know just when i hear you say that there's no other movies like this i kind of I feel like all comedies are like this. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Maybe that's just me talking because I don't actively go like seek out comedy movies, but okay. I I feel like I feel like comedy movies have generally been the same for a very long time. Okay. And maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, they're all... I mean, you can have, like, the smarter comedy movie, you know? Uh-huh. And I feel like those are never the ones that are popular. You get, like, these ones. We get, like, the Adam Sandlers or, like, Joe Dirt's, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. Like, those are the ones that make it famous. And I guess because we just like to see the, the like, super dumb stuff, you know? Right. And then there's some of those that... I don't even really like, like, uh, I had told her cause I love 40 year old virgin and we were talking about Seth Rogen. Right? Yeah. And I was like, that was like his first movie. Like we wouldn't have that guy around if 40 year old virgin was not the hit that it was. Yeah. Right. And I was like, and kind of, I don't like knocked up. Really? I've seen it the one time and I can't. Like, I said, you know, she said stepbrothers, and I immediately go Catalina Wine Mixer, right? And I just, uh-huh. like, spit out something from that movie. I don't have anything from that movie. Like, yeah, I, I mean, guess that movie didn't get to me. You know? I enjoyed Knocked Up, but it was one of the more, like, he tried to go a serious direction with it, I think. Kind of. Because it was, yeah. like, you had, you know, the, the silly stoner character and all the sex jokes and stuff, but then you also had, like, the realness of, like, this is a pregnant woman, and you have to grow up for her. Yeah. Um, I actually don't really care for Ricky Bobby either. Okay, good. I don't either. <laughs> I quote that movie a lot and I'm like, I don't even like that movie. I've never even seen that movie to be honest, but I just don't like it because I don't like Will Ferrell. Like at all? Not at all. Because I used to hate him. I he thought bothers he was the me. dumbest person. And then Anchorman happened and it kind of changed everything. It's the same character over and over and over. I just, I don't like that character that he plays. So you say that comedies like this were of this time. Do you think comedies like this exist now? I mean, not really. Like, I I think you're wrong. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I feel like maybe it's just because of the people that were in these and the vibes that they give off are what I'm feeling, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I don't feel like there's anything, like, super bad or easy A or, um... Or other Emma Stone movies. (laughs) She's not really that funny in all of her movies like that. I mean, Um, I did like that movie, though. Yeah, I know, because you love Emma Stone. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I've only seen it the once, though. Uh. Um, like, Taylor made me watch uh, Get Him to the Greek one time. Uh Uh-huh. And I'd never seen that one. And it feels like those movies in a way. But then there's a lot of those that I don't like for some reason. Like, I feel like, so here's a hot take probably. Okay. Because everyone loves this movie. And I'm like, it's, I've seen it the one time and I've never tried to go back to it. And I did like it, but I've never had the urge to watch it again. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, I didn't like that movie either. (laughs) I mean, I liked it. But it didn't grab me like other ones. It didn't know? scratch an itch for me. Like, I, I, if I hadn't seen it, my life would not have changed. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think that these movies are, they're not of this time. They're of this director and his like influence, this group kind of, of. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> like, it's the same, you know... Uh, it's like, what do you call them? The, the Rat Pack or the Brat Pack. They had a series yeah. of movies okay. and stuff. 
What would you call these guys? I don't know. Maybe they already have I, a name. I don't even... I mean, they probably do. But yeah, so that's what I was thinking. I was wondering if it's just this group of people and I just like them so much that I like those movies. So I think it's a combination you know? of things. I think it's the fact that like comedy movies, especially specifically Tom... Jesus, comedy. Comedy. Teen movies. About. Teen comedy. Comedy movies did not just stop existing, but we aged out of the target demographic for the movies, you know? Yeah. So like these movies still exist out there. Uh, One that comes to mind that I remember seeing a preview for and being like, who is this marketed toward? It was like a John Cena movie. And when I think when our generation sees John Cena in a movie, that's the character we're supposed to identify with. Right. I, I guess. Are you talking about daddy's home? I don't think so. Okay. It, it was one where he was like a dad and he was trying to cock block his daughter at prom. Oh, that was called <laughs> cock blockers. I think. Oh, well, there you go. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, so it, it, it was just called blockers. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that was the genesis of the film pretty much. And I, it's, it's, it seems like the, the same type of comedy. It's in that vein, but yeah. we are now, supposed to identify with the parents in this movie i mean i well okay i can see that because seth rogan had that other one uh where the frat kids move into the house next to him yes i actually did like that movie i forget what it was called fucking love that movie and he's married to like what rose byrne or something yeah uh i think it's called neighbors yes that sounds right neighbors yeah so that one was funny um, so I, these movies definitely still exist. I think that the characters, like we've aged out of the demographic for it. And also the characters that we know and love have aged out of it and have gone on to other things. Like Paul Rudd, for example, he's Ant-Man now. Like he's done four Marvel movies in the last five years or whatever. Yeah. So I think you're right because I'm looking at like movies with Seth Rogen in them. And it's like all of these movies are movies that I love. Yeah. So maybe it's not those movies it's just these people yeah and like jonah hill you know he's off doing oscar bid stuff now like he oh yeah Moneyball, and he's trying to be a serious dude judd apatow has moved on to like doing tv shows which i was gonna say because like i looked him up and i was like man he hadn't done anything in a while yeah so he moved on to directing i think he directed girls for hbo if i remember correctly i think so and he's more into like tv these days yeah and he's kind of a consulting person on a lot of other comedies, like uh, The Big Sick. He produced that one with Kamal Nanjani. Have you seen that one? I still want to watch that movie really bad because the trailer cracked me up super hard. It looks really good. I have not seen it because it looks like it has the potential to go kind of the funny people route. I've I've, I've heard it gets really sad. Yeah. So. And funny people, in my opinion, fucking sucked. I hated that movie. I was looking at finding that movie today because I had never seen it. Oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, comedy movies are, I mean, they're still out there. They're still they're still going strong. It's just the well, people yeah. that we know and love and are used to seeing in those roles are no longer in those roles. Because I, I, I guess you would be right. Because when I looked up Judd Apatow, there was a movie that he had in his... Um, filmography that I was like, really? He made that movie? Because I had zero interest in seeing that movie. Which one? Uh, Trainwrecked. I'm not familiar with that one. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What's her name? Amy Schumer. Yes. 
I'm not a big not Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer person. Yeah, me either. So, but anyway, so my whole thing was, was there a movie that, like, you you just, like, ate up so much, and it's part of, like, just, like, daily speech patterns that you say, <laughs> and you kind of forgot that they're even there? I have so many things daily that I quote from the fucking, the stupidest movie on the face of the earth nobody likes this movie except for like me and three other people kung pao kelsey robert you and desi love that movie it's it's a part of who i am i, <laughs> I cannot pull it out it is so, so entrenched hate that in me. movie oh I my god hate it so much if i were to remove this movie from my body it would kill me with all the blood that it would take out <laughs> you're like there there would be no me yes it's it's literally ingrained in everything I do. Like every time I see a tube of neosporin, I have to sing about it. It's just oh my god. <laughs> like see, that's the things. Like something that somebody you don't know, somebody that's never met you, is gonna see you do something and be like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> yes, exactly. Just the way that Taylor looked at me this morning when I said, "I hear a bazooki." Yep. You know, like I didn't plan on that to be stuck in my mind's eye forever but it right. sure is it sure is it's deep in there and i know that you guys used to watch the hell out of that movie yes like like way too often <laughs> like i remember when you guys made me watch it the first time you guys were cracking up so hard and i was just like <laughs> what's it's the point still, of this it still makes me laugh so hard like i thought maybe it was just one of those movies that I thought it was funny when I was a kid because I was a kid and it was stupid, but no, I yeah. watched it like very recently and it's, I own this movie. I still, it holds up. I've made Richard watch it and I was like, please, you have to watch this to understand who I am. And he likes it. So maybe that says something yeah. about. <laughs> see, see, that's how I feel with like 40 year old virgin now. Like it was a big deal when it came out. Yeah. I don't know. That's a big deal now. It is to me still. Yeah. But since Taylor has missed the window of when it was big, is she going to go, it's just okay. Yeah. You know? That's that's the thing about comedies of this type, because I think that comedy changes like every, you know, 10 to 15 years. So yeah. things that were funny in the 90s, like when you view them now, you're like, ooh, that's a little bit, it's a little bit homophobic, isn't it? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know there's just like there's always a lot of comedies of a particular type that get churned out within a short period of time and I think that Jared Avatar movies are kind of like the victim of that cycle one of those yeah it was just like frat boys with weed like that's the whole shtick of their movies yeah and I I don't know like it this is a this is a weird thread but follow me here <laughs> so like okay I'm ready in around 9-11 Okay. <laughs> right after the towers fell, there was a whole bunch of comedies that came out that were just like teenagers and 20 somethings. And we get to have a good time. You know, like the early 2000s, it was all about like party movies and getting drunk and having fun and being cool. Yeah. And everything. There was a real just casual homophobia and like rampant misogyny. And it was kind of the nation's need to feel masculine after that you know mm -hmm. so everyone it, it was an attack on the country and all the the young men were called up to be 
soldiers and whatever and go fight Afghanistan or whatever the fuck we did. And yeah. so everybody, they, they churned out these movies that were like, you got to be a man. You got to be a, a big boy and get laid and smash beers, save our country, that kind of a thing. Because I was thinking about all the comedies from that time that I watched like that. Uh-huh. And that was the general consensus. It was always right? off to, like, find the girl Yes, that then you would get at the end. Yeah. Because I was just telling Taylor about another one. I think it was called Miss April or something. And the whole thing was this guy grew up with her in school and then she went to be like a playboy bunny and now he's going off to the playboy mansion just in a random car just able to walk right into the mansion to go find her you know okay like how's that ever gonna really happen yeah but like that type of movie was always happening you know yeah like super bad's even that kind of movie just like yeah we're gonna do everything we can to be like you know the cool thing we gotta right? look like cool kids strong grown-up men and impress the girl so i can see that Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that that was kind of just the edgy comedy of the early two thousands, and then yeah. from there it kind of evolved into like Napoleon Dynamite ushered in a new era of movie, right? Yeah. It was kind of. I think that's kind of the genesis of cringe comedy. Okay. So like, it's so awkward you have no choice but to laugh. Yeah. And that was another, I think, big thing that kind of built upon the next generation of comedy. So, like, The Office came out of that kind of a stuff, you know, where it's it's so awkward and weird that you are kind of, you're forced to laugh, but you don't know why. I have never watched The Office. <laughs> it's, it's I, I like The Office, but I can see why the teenagers of today would not like it. Okay. It is cringy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other cringe comedies. Like, Step Brothers even is really... It's it's cringy. Everything Will Ferrell does to me is cringy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what comedy of today looks like, but I know that it's not edgy and it's not cringy. I just don't know what it is yet. I'm trying to think of what a comedy movie is today. It's like comedy movies... Let's go 2019. Right? Okay. Like, what are some comedies that came out in 2019? Yeah, I I found an article earlier because I literally, I was trying to rack my brain. I was like, what comedy movies are out right now? Because, first of all, there's no movies out right now because of the COVID times. But, yeah, uh, I found an article from Cosmopolitan. Laugh your way to rock hard abs with the 20 funniest movies of 2019. Oh, my God. Okay. So. Okay. First of all, can I say Google has utterly failed me in 2019 popular comedies? Really? Like, I type that in, and the movies that it's showing as the top ones are not fucking funny. <laughs> okay. Let me it's like, share it's this like article with you. Parasite. Knives Out. I mean, those... Knives Out is funny, but those that's Those are not, both funny, but they're not comedies. Yeah, that's a... Well, Knives Out is a mystery. Yeah. If anything. And then Parasite, I would call a drama. Yeah. It's a funny Once Upon drama. a Time in Hollywood, not a comedy. I did not see that one. Ready or not, I would consider a horror movie. Like, some of these, I'm like, you're not even in the right genre of movie here. Yeah. 
So let's see. This Cosmo article lists several movies that I do not know. Uh, number one is What Men Want, which I guess is a, a girl power remake of the 2000 Mel Gibson comedy. I remember when it came out, but it's I got didn't Taraji see P. It. Henson. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing the commercials and being like, "That looks okay." I mean, I liked the concept. I liked, I liked what women want when it came out, and like, you know, when I was ten years old, I'm sure if I watched yeah. it today, it would be one of those comedies where I'm like. Wow, casual misogyny, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, isn't it romantic? Rebel Wilson, I don't know this one. Nope. Uh, the Beach Bum. Matthew McConaughey, uh, I'm not familiar with this one either. I saw the trailers for that one. and was like, uh, nope, I'm good. Yeah, I don't recognize any of these movies. I just think that comedies are not... I don't feel like they're marketed to me. Like, I don't... I don't see a lot of trailers for comedies in the movies that I go to because I'm yeah. either in like a child's movie, like something Pixar or I'm in a scary movie or I'm in a mystery and I'm not going to see any kind of, you know, trailers that pique my interest. They're not, they're not going to show an advertisement for this movie. Shazam. Do you know what I've noticed about a lot of the comedies lately? Tell me a lot of the comedies seem to be, Here's a person that has no right to be in the situation that they're in, but then they make it work. Okay. <laughs> because, like, Melissa McCarthy does movies where, like, like a, she was, she was like, the person in the chair that helped out the spy person, right? But then, okay. like, he died, and so, like, she takes over his job, but she's not a spy. She's not anything that, you know, can even be considered to do that job, and yet she's thrown in there to do the job. Right. Okay, yeah, and I'm reading one right now for a movie called Long Shot that's actually got Seth Rogen, our boy. Yeah. Uh, so he's with Charlize Theron, who is running for president, and she decides to she decides to hire Seth here as her speechwriter, and it's here. She, he's like her former childhood babysitter and crush. So yeah, something he's not qualified to do, yet he's doing it. Yeah. See, I think I think we're out of the party movie ones. Yeah, because that kind of was what it all was. You're right. And I kind of wonder if the party mentality is something that still appeals to teenagers of today. Like, I don't have my thumb on the pulse of what teens want. <laughs> but, like, there's not even those movies out there. Like, there's nothing like that, you know? What about this one? It's called Booksmart. It's it's called the female version of Superbad. Okay. I kept seeing things about that, but I never saw it. I've heard great things about it, though. So high-achieving teens Amy and Molly decide to have one night of partying before they both head off to Ivy League schools in the fall. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds absolutely super bad -y. I bet that is what what we would think of as a party movie. Did you see the director? I did not. Olivia Wilde. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about Olivia Wilde earlier today. Yeah. I don't know. I I guess the comedy that I'm looking for is from all the people that were just in those movies because I love the Pitch Perfect movies. Yeah. But guess who makes that? Elizabeth who makes... Banks, who was oh. in a lot of the Judd Apatow stuff. Yeah. Like, I guess it is just those people shaped a lot of the things that I still say and do today, you know? Right. And I didn't even realize that it was really them. I just thought it was those movies. Yeah. Know? Nope, it's just your love for those folks. We are uncovering the psyche here. We are. This is what we're here to do. We're digging down into that psyche, getting stuff dug up. I got I got one more to ask you about. Okay. Because I, 
purposefully avoided this movie for a really long time because I thought it looked so stupid. <laughs> okay. And I don't know. I was really bored and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch that movie. Let's just see what it is. Right? Okay. So I watched it and to date, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. All right. It makes me laugh and get abs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Pineapple Express. Oh, man. I don't know about this movie. You don't like Pineapple Express? It's okay. I've seen it the oh once. Oh, my God. It is so funny. You kidding me? The opening with uh, uh, Bill Hader uh-huh. smoking weed for the army and he's going all crazy. <laughs> and then I think, I think also, well, I love Seth Rogen. You do. And James Franco. Like, come on. Yeah. What was the name of that movie? Was it called The End of the World? What, where they, like, go to the party and then everybody dies but them? Yes. Yeah. That's End of the World. Man, I just Googled The End of the World and it's a whole bunch of fucking apocalyptic shit. I don't want this. Oh, no. It's called... It's called This is the End. This is the End. Who directed that one? That was Um, 2013? Jesus. I will click it here and it is Seth Rogen. Okay, yeah. See, I think that's one of... This is the thing. This is one of the last movies of that genre. And I think... Yeah. So it's called This is the End. (laughs) And it was really the end. And you've seen this movie, right? Oh, I love that movie. So it's all about these guys in their acting careers kind of diverging and it being the end of an era because they're all kind of doing their own thing now. Yeah. So I think that this was their capstone they were like no more funny movies we're all gonna have this really good movie we're gonna blow it up together it's gonna be amazing and then we're all gonna go do our own thing that we want to do and we will not longer be tied to making these same comedies over and over and over yeah that's a very astute observation because that's about the last time that i can remember a movie like this yeah we are just like solving the like whole conspiracy of movies here (laughs) we're uncovering this shit what is going on Look at Chip Baruchel. I love his little face. Oh, oh God, I just want to squeeze it. His little nose. I know. Taylor loves him. I just want to kiss his little face. And mwah, he's so cute. Like, all of these people I love so much. Like, half of them are in uh, Tropic Thunder as well. <laughs> and I love Tropic Thunder. Uh-huh. So, for you, your movie is Kung Pao. Yes. That's the movie that just... It spills out of you at random times all the time. Absolutely. That is interesting. I just don't know what you can see in a movie about a guy with a face on his tongue. It's it's (laughs) such a weird movie. (laughs) Like literally daily shit comes out of me. That's just like, where where is that from? Oh yeah. Kung Pao. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Sometimes you find something and you just, you just keep watching it and watching it and you just, it just, naturally becomes part of you sometimes it just speaks to your soul so for you it's just kung pao and for me it's anything with these guys in it yep i just gotta have one of these guys hopefully more than one of them and then it just grabs me i think maybe a reason that i wasn't super into these comedy movies as a young adult or a teenager i was watching like stupid (laughs) like literally so what we would do on the weekends is we would take $20, my allowance, and go to 
blockbuster and pick out like three of literally the worst looking movies we could find so okay we would find terrible horror movies like campy ass old 80s horror movies that are bad because they're good and good because they're bad you know Mm -hmm. and like that was my bread and butter as a teenager i think so i will say because you were the one that brought the room to me yeah (laughs) you brought me that you're like i found a movie (laughs) you have to watch this it will change your life see that's why we need to watch the velocipaster together you know what else we need to watch because this ties everything in together um the disaster artist Dude, I love that movie so much. I have not seen it. So it's directed <gasps> by Jed Apatow, right? And it's it's about the creation of the movie The Room. I think... All right, well, so if he directed it, Seth Rogen and James Franco wrote the script because they were all over this movie. They're the ones that went out and bought the rights to the book yeah. to make this movie. And James Franco stars as Tommy Wiseau, right? Yes. Yeah. And so. Seth Rogen is just like one of the guys filming the movie. <laughs> Dude, James Franco embodies Tommy Wiseau in a way that you won't believe. <laughs> it is mesmerizing how much he is. He becomes that man. God. Yeah, I've got to watch it. It's a fantastic movie. I can't believe you haven't seen it yet. Is it on Netflix? Uh, I think it was. Let's see the disaster. It's out in 2017. Wow. Can't believe it's been out that long. Uh, no, it is not. Boo. Not anymore. No, wait. It says Netflix subscription. Yes, it is on Netflix right now. Hell yes. Maybe I'll watch this this week. Oh, please do. It was magnificent. <laughs> oh, so the director was James Franco. Ah, there you go. Him and Seth Rogen are like a duo that to me does no wrong. Yeah, I do love Seth Rogen. I think... Yeah, so... um Dave Franco, James's little brother, plays the other guy that stars in the movie with him. Oh. Like, the, the like, best friend that, like, slept with his wife or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mark. Okay, guys, if you haven't seen The Room, you gotta watch that before you come back to this show. Please. It's, like, like, find a way to watch this movie. Where is it available to watch? It is an experience. YouTube, Probably. Probably. God. You just go YouTube it's and so watch it. Good. I hate it's, it so it, much. It is not good. That is not a word I would use. <laughs> the audience rating on Google four point six. On IMDb three point seven. Yep. Rotten Tomatoes twenty five and That's Metacritic nine percent. So it's not bad on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it would be like in the single digits for sure. Can I can I just tell you this though? Tell me. The budget was six million dollars holy shit oh my god and the box office take was one thousand eight hundred dollars <laughs> oh man i just i just i just i just want you to ruminate on that Oof. <laughs> <laughs> all right so so where where i went more stupid you were really into the I don't really know what to call these movies. I don't know. Like I'm I love campy shit. It's because I just when I think about that, so I'm thinking the room, Velocipaster, I'm thinking Wolf Cop. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there's like certain movies that fit in that in that genre. But there's even movies that like take themselves seriously that are so campy. Like the original um 
House on Haunted Hill or whatever it was. Uh-huh. It's like 1950 something. It's so bad, but it's so good. That is a wild movie. An April Fool's Day, May. I love that movie. All these movies, they're they're so campy and weird and bad, but also the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. So you were really into the camp. Yeah. I gotcha. Did did you ever rent this one from Blockbuster? It was called Monsterd. <laughs> uh, like. M-O-N-S-T-U-R-D? Yep. I used to see it at Blockbuster Ew. all the time. What and the it fuck? is about a a serial killer who escapes into the sewer when he escapes prison. But then chemicals get flushed down and he mutates into a turd monster. Oh my god. No. And then continues killing. I have not seen this one. But that sounds like the kind of thing that you would watch. Probably not. <laughs> you don't want to watch Monster? No. So to share with you an example of some of the best movies that I've seen, okay. uh, Blood Gnome. Okay, I've heard of that one. So uh, just a quick synopsis on this one. When Daniel, a crime scene investigator, discovers the truth behind a series of bizarre sex murders, no one believes him. Here's a hint. It's invisible, bloodthirsty gnomes. Okay. I love it so much. Tagline, this is one sexy, horrific ride. <laughs> Oh my god. I need you to make up a list for me and the listeners of some of your best campy movies. Okay. I have very few to offer, but uh and then I will make up just the best of dumb comedies. All right. Just like some of the movies that shaped me as a human. Yeah, and we'll put these out on Instagram in a couple of posts. Okay. I did not expect to learn that about you. <laughs> Speaking of weird movies, can I actually tell you about this sure did i tell you about my like life's goal coming to an end no i think i told you off the pod what life's goal like a long time ago have you ever like seen a movie from your childhood that like you kind of remember because like it it was on but you were too young to really be able to know what it was because you didn't know well i can look up the title of this movie it just happened to be there yeah and now like That's like an age gone by. You're never going to know what that was, right? Right? There's one movie that I've been searching for, for like 20 years of my life. And all I've ever known is that it's like a big gorilla with red (laughs) eyes. And at the end, he like bursts through this church, through the stained glass window and like eats this preacher guy. That's all I remember. And it's not King Kong. It's not King Kong. Okay. So I was going through, um blu-ray.com the other day and there's they like list movies that are coming out in like the next upcoming months you know yeah and this movie was on there and it looks like this gorilla with red eyes and i was like okay so what's this movie and i look it up and i think it's this movie that i've been searching for for like 20 something years oh my god and that search has come to a close it is called rawhead rex (laughs) it is some super campy horror movie from 1987 right just it looks so stupid alone is amazing it looks so stupid and i kind of like looked it up on youtube and there's a part where he busts through a stained glass window and kills this preacher guy and i'm like this has to be that movie (laughs) where did you even see this it was like on tv one one day 
And I just, like, have vivid memories as a kid of this thing with red eyes busting through the stained glass window. And I'm like, what movie was that? Because that was a weird fucking movie. Dear God. Like, it has been in the back of my mind my whole life. And I finally have found it. All right. Story complete. And then I actually found another one as well. So this is where my Google Keep comes in handy because I wrote them down. All right. If I told you... Alright, so, like, if I bring up the wolf man, right? Uh-huh. Like, what's his power? Like, what's he do? He just, like, turns into a wolf, right? That That's as far as I know, yeah. Yeah. Frankenstein was just, like, really big and strong, and I used to tell people that the mummy sucked your brains out. Ew. <laughs> what? Yeah, and everybody was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I've seen this movie where this mummy walks around and sucks people's brains out through their temples. Okay. Like, I've seen this movie. And my dad used to make fun of me all the time because he's like, that's not what they do. He, like, squeezes people to death most of the time. Okay. And I was like, no, there's a dude. He is a mummy. And this is what happens. And I found this movie, too. It's called From Beyond. Okay? Okay. It's a guy because I told him at the end of the movie, like, all the brains that he sucked out turns him into some brain monster. Ew, ow, what? So I find this movie, and it's a guy who escaped from, like, a hospital. He's covered in bandages, (laughs) and he sucks these people's brains out through their temple. This is another movie that I've randomly seen, and I finally have come to a close on what it was. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of this guy, and he is nasty. And at the end of the movie, he turns into some giant thing. Looks like Palpatine, but sweaty. Yeah. Oh, look. Also, 1986. Like, these two movies are from the same time, and I guess whatever TV station was on when I was a kid was playing, like, 80s movies, and I happened to see these two. I guess. Because they're from, like, the same time. Oh, fucking weird, dude. I find weird shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Quick update. I wanted to go ahead and tell you, it has been a week of me using my thumbprint on my okay. phone. Yeah. And... I, I hate everything about it. Why? Are you not doing I it right? I don't like it. I am doing it right. Are you sure? But like when I try to get into my phone fast, it like doesn't hit right every time. Like just now it didn't hit. I have to like press it gingerly just right. And it opens fast, you but it's to, like, not as simple as just like swiping it open and being done. You have to know where your thumb is. I think if you give it a little while because I'm on week two of my phone. I've had the fingerprint thing the whole time. And I do find that sometimes I miss it, but now I kind of know where it is and I know how to press my thumb on it to where I get it every time. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Ugh, so lazy. I'm totally going to get rid of it. Lame. Totally going to get rid of it. And then, so like, me and Taylor like hand each other our phones too often, I guess. Okay. Because like, she'll like leave her phone in the other room and I'm like, here, just look this up real quick. So like, she'll grab my phone and then she was like, I can't get in your phone. Do you not have like a secondary unlock system? Why would I need a sec? Why would I need a secondary for her if the whole point is to keep people out of my phone? Well, you want to have your girl be able to get into your phone. Like I have a oh pin so that Richard can get into my phone, and then I also have my fingerprints saved in. Nah, that's too much. It's not just, too much. <laughs> just, just leave it to where you just swipe it, and then you're in it. It's fine. Anyone Ugh. can go look at the stuff. It's All right. Fine. Well, next time I'm with you, I'm gonna go on your phone and put some weird shit on there for you. You can do whatever you need to. (laughs) But I will be taking it off as soon as we are done recording. I'm done with it. I'm disappointed. You can't be having it. And then, like, sometimes, like, my hands will be full with stuff. Or, like, my fingers were dirty. 
one day. So normally I can like swipe with my pinky, but it was like, well, you can only have four fingerprints. So I put the four main ones, both thumbs, <laughs> both pointer fingers. Yeah. And now I can't use my fucking pinky with my hands dirty with shit. You're a mess. I can't like, can't like swipe up with my nose if I need to. Like there's too many things stopping me from getting into my phone with this. But if you had a pin and you could just do the pin. Well, I have a pen too, but then it's like, now I'm taking, like, the whole point was that it was a fast way in, not a secure way in. <sighs> the whole point was that it was just as fast as swiping up on my phone. But if now I got to type in a pen, then it's no longer as fast. Okay. <laughs> Ruined. So I'm going to go uh, security list once again. All right. I'm sorry. Well, are you ready to smash through this stained glass window? Yes, please. <laughs> All right, listeners, do us a big favor. Please tell your friends about us. Help us grow our audience. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your most favorite platform so you never, ever miss a darn episode because we are here weekly, every single Monday, each and every one. If you got a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would really, really help us reach more lovely listeners just like you. And while you're out there doing that, don't forget you can subscribe to us on all the major social media platforms. We are at Y-M-B-T-O-A-P on Twitter, Instagram. We have our Facebook page. And we recently got a TikTok page. Oh. So make sure to go out there. Our headliners that you see on Instagram also hit TikTok uh, the the day before the episodes go live. Uh, we'll be filling that up with some stuff from time to time. I did one of the trends getting oh. on there, do, doing some stuff. Hell Yeah. So uh, make sure you also go like our TikTok. Uh, and don't forget our YouTube and our Twitch. We are really getting into the Twitch thing. Um, finding out all kinds of stuff that we can do for you guys around October for Halloween. Because Kelsey, so loves, the Halloween. So Kelsey loves the Halloween. Kelsey loves the Halloween. So if we're going to go that hard for Halloween, I feel like we got to go hard for Christmas. Oh, I'm going to go twice as hard for Christmas. Just you wait. Okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, don't forget, you can also email us those lovely listener mails at ymbtoap at gmail.com. Please, we want your listener mail. Tell us your movie that you remember just watching into the ground until <laughs> your whole being became part of it. What was the movie that just explodes out of you at the most random times? Also, just because I found my long lost movies, tell me if there's ever a movie that you've never been able to find that you finally found yeah i'm curious to hear those i miss the store uh suncoast videos do you remember oh, that oh god I just, you just hit me like with a wave of nostalgia because <laughs> <laughs> when the stonebriar mall opened for the like first time uh-huh that was a store in it and i was like there's a place like this and i remember those commercials <laughs> where like people would walk in and be like you know what's that movie where it's like and they're like, oh, that's Die Hard. And, like, they, they would always know the movie from, like, the least amount of clues, right? Yeah. I went into them one time with a clue, and they never guessed my movie. Oh, boo. But I also didn't know what it was, so they couldn't help me. Oh, that sucks. Like, it's not like I went in with a test. I was like, your commercials say you can do this. Here's what I know. And they were like, oh, that's not a real movie. And they sent me away. <laughs> and I probably went in there with Gorilla, Red Eyes... Stained glass window, go. And they were like, that's not a combination. That's not a thing. Get out of our store. But I do remember always wanting to work there because I was like, I could take your clues and come up with the movie. It's fine. That would be a good job for you, actually. 
I would love that job today. Fine. I'll I'll still do it. I know that Google can do it, but I'll go Google it for you. It's fine. Yeah. Small, Listeners, small send us in your weird, ambitious movie clues like that. And I will see what I can dig up for you. All right. Our theme song is The Groom Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. He's putting out good stuff day in and day out. And as always, thanks for listening. And tune in next time to get the answers to that burning question. Is comedy dead? Nah. Okay. one more important sound we wanted you to hear so i finally found one a big gallon pitcher but it's got like rvs all over it for some reason what (laughs) it's the only one they had and i was like i'm buying it it's a (laughs) dollar okay so it's just got just got travel all over it (laughs) just like a rv themed pitcher of iced tea I i can't make sense of that i will uh Probably put this in the ending, and then I'll send you a picture. Okay.